All right, what's going on, ladies and gents? Welcome to Tangents, the Tangents podcast. This is our weekly, semi, mostly weekly segment called Panels on Pages, where we talk about comic books. Usually, we talk about one of the graphic novels, one of the collections, trades that I have in my collection. However, this week, which was supposed to be last week's show, I wanted to talk about my free comic book day haul. So this is a pretty, pretty hefty stack of books. And then I also, because something broke today, well, broke, some news was released today that there are some new costumes at Marvel, there are new costumes at DC. I wanted to talk about those because I've got, I've got opinions, I want to touch on those. If you are listening or watching in the future, please do join us on Wednesdays. Like I said, pretty much every Wednesday, the time does vary but it does hit up on Twitter. And of course, if you follow us on caffeine.tv slash T3G media, you will get an email when we go live. But definitely check us out. Join the conversation. We'd love to have you. Otherwise, if you have any thoughts on what's going on or what I talk about here or what I talk about with the costumes, please do drop them in the comments. If you are on the podcast, come see us on the Caffeine broadcast. We'd love to to have a conversation with you otherwise feel free to leave us a rating on itunes stitcher or google play i guess youtube music starting soon or is it going to be google podcasts i just don't know i don't know what's happening with that but that's for a different show so i went all out <laughs> my shop most shops usually have like a limitation for a free comic book day usually like five comics or whatever uh, but I don't know if this was maybe because we were kind of in later in the day and maybe there were some books that were already taken or whatever. Uh, but they were kind of like, go nuts. And I was like, don't mind if I do. So uh, first one I want to talk about is Silver. And Silver is actually a book that I've already read. So I'm not sure if this is an original, original story for this or if this is the first issue. Chapter 1 Finnegan. I feel like this is the first issue of the regular series silver is very interesting because it is uh it's kind of like a vampire adventure flick uh yeah i think this is the just the first chapter of the series uh which i have like i said i have the first two volumes so eventually we will be talking about this uh but silver by stephen frank no i lied stephen frank it's s-t-e-p-h-a-n frank with a c-k uh, Stephen Frank, Silver by Dark Planet Comics, and uh, it's actually really good. It's a vampire series. It's it's a very noir. It's black and white, uh, but beyond that, it, it does have a noir uh, feel to it. So, if you're into vampires, uh, if you're into the Van Helsing line, you'll have to forgive me. I don't remember the the, the setup, but I did read the first two volumes, which is ironic because I don't remember the setup. Uh, I have not read volume three or four. Four looks like it's a new one, so. I'm not too far behind on that. I love, I love taking a look at Aspen uh, every year. Usually, I don't want to say every year, but pretty much every year, uh, Aspen puts out a Worlds of Aspen uh, annual kind of presentation for Free Comic Book Day, and it's essentially just a hype piece. It's some inside pages and it's some stuff about the the company, but it's inside pages usually of a new book or a new crossover or something. Uh, so it looks like this is a book, a book or a crossover or event called Dissension War Eternal. Uh, I don't recognize any of the characters, um, but that doesn't mean anything. New Way is the other one. I think it's New Way. It's really hard. No, the debut of 
two all-new Aspen comic series. So these are all new. These are not old characters. So 15-year anniversary of Aspen, 20 years of Fathom, 15 years of Soulfire, 10 years of exe- 10 years of exe- executive assistant Iris. Really, that's very interesting. Did not know that it's been 10 years since that was put out. Uh, as with anything, uh, written by Christopher Fielder, pencils by Jordan Gunderson. Uh, as with any, as with really any, I'm going to see if I can get this closer. As with really any Aspen property, like really just, I mean, this first spread is, is just utterly gorgeous. Just like a landscape spread. It, it's just, it's really well done. I mean, it, the whole kind of, I always call Aspen the pretty company. Everything they put out is gorgeous. They don't have ugly characters. They don't really have ugly art. Uh, this is, man, this is really good. This character reminds me of Death, Death Dealer in a way. Uh, Frank. No, not Frank. Frazetta. The hell is his name, first name? Anyway, Frazetta's uh, Death Dealer. Similar, similar-ish helmet. Uh, oh, he looks like he's maybe like a fallen angel, and then we have a squad of angels coming to to fight that fight. Uh, this looks pretty badass. Pretty, uh, pretty B.A. squad of angels. That's always a fun one. Yeah. So, knowing nothing about the story. War descends from the sky. Dissension, war eternal. Uh, maybe, I mean, just based on, just based on the title, um, thinking, a yeah, six part Xbox series. So, oh, six parts. So it's like a limited. See, I like that. I like a story that needs to be told, but doesn't need to be an ongoing storyline forever. Uh, New Shang twenty fifty one. Interesting. So, like a future story set in China. Again, very very pretty art. It's a little grittier. I do appreciate that. It's got a little more. Oh, they went with the. They went with the no inks approach on this one. Just heavy, heavy pencils, high contrast pencils, and colors on top. It's pretty good. Looks like it's a, uh, yeah, it's new way. Actually, it's two words, even though the logo does not really suggest that it's two words. But it is two words, new way. And then what else we got? This is uh, six, another six-part series. It will take every bit of heart and soul. Interesting. Uh, and it's got a ZMX Comics brand on it, so maybe that's like an imprint or a new sub sub company. Awakened Skies, Read Awakened Skies issue zero. That's a new one. Aspen Comics all new sci-fi series uh, premieres this August. She's got wings. She's got armor on her shoulders, not unlike the characters at the last page of. Well, not not unlike that at all. Very similar. So could be possibly related to Dissension. Don't know. Fathom 20th anniversary. What's this journey back? Journey to service. Oh, it's the, it's the first. It's the 20th anniversary of the first volume. Interesting. Care's Magic is another big one. Shrugged is another big one. Uh, Portal Bound. That's haven't heard of that one. J- journey. J- journey. Would it be Journey? Very hard to tell. And then this is there. Yeah. Looks interesting. I mean, like I said, Aspen is always uh, always a fun time. Now, Lady Mechanica, I feel like was either Aspen or actually, hold on, let's see, maybe depending on how the contract was written. 
Uh, Lady Mechanica was either Aspen or it was Image. I don't see Lady Mechanica listed here. I know there was a there was a falling out, if you will. Uh, I spoke with the writer, um, who I believe is Joe's wife. Created, written, and drawn by Joe Benitez. Uh, maybe she's not a writer. I thought she was a writer. Editor? Maybe she's the editor. I don't know. No? No? No clue. Well, I spoke with somebody involved and had my uh, first volume hardcover uh, signed. And it looks like... The premise here is that Lady Mechanica is a, I think this is a first, the original story. I think there's an original story and it's a new story, yeah. So the first issue and then a new story. The Lady Mechanica is a very interesting plot because it's somebody who wakes up with cybernetic enhancements in kind of the Victorian era and doesn't know why and doesn't know how it works and doesn't know why it is the way it is. And it's just kind of this discovery thing. Uh, I think the artwork is beautiful on every level, but you know, Joe Benitez, and that is not a surprise in any way. Very interested to see, very interested to see what's going on with this book. I'm excited to read it. Volume two hardcover comes out soon. For those of you who have not seen the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Shattered Grid trailer, check that shit out because it is out freaking standing outstanding uh just the concept of an evil alternate reality tommy that has gone across the universes collecting ranger powers that's aces that is just aces uh and i think this is uh is this the preamble of shattered grid um it's very interesting it looks like we got some rangers that are channeling multiple ranger I don't know. It's very difficult. Very different. Uh, this is where they first get their powers. Boom, boom, boom. Rock how we need Megazord power now. Tommy shows up. I think this is the the, the, the setup. This is when Tommy and then Tommy was a good guy and then Tommy died. Huh. While Tommy Oliver became a trusted ally in our world, it's not what happened in all dimensions. Yeah, no, this is this is the moment. This is exactly the moment. <laughs> Rita to Tommy, who in this reality has both the powers of the White and the Green Ranger, which I think is funny because the White Ranger power was meant to be pure good. So that's a very interesting uh, moment, a very interesting kind of power combination. So I don't know the whole story, but I just love the exchange here. Rita says, you don't seem pleased. I had a, I've had a lot of them on my mind. Tell me, how can I help you? Zordon chose children for a reason. Their hope, their optimism, but also their naivete, their controllability. Eventually, though, every child realizes a fundamental truth that their parents for all their strengths are incredibly flawed they have feet of clay that in many ways they hold us back and eventually every child must grow up and stabity stab 
She says, impossible. He says, isn't. You gave me these powers, Empress. It is only fitting they be your end. Rest now. Your time is done. I will continue what you started. And then he goes through all the multiple myriad realities, killing rangers, and collecting their power. Just super hype. The Power Rangers storyline in the Power Rangers comic, so much cooler than than the comic, the, the the series that we got. There's just so much more to it. The comic book format, I think, lends itself to it very well. The 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 attempts throughout the 90s and early 2000s for at Power Rangers comics was just never that good and never that strong. And I think it, uh, it giving it kind of a real attention and real storyline has just done incredible stuff for it uh kyle higgins i've spoken to him on a couple occasions he is an incredible writer a great storyteller overall and uh, i'm super psyched to read shattered grid i have the first volume of many more fire rangers uh from when they started launching the book and it was a great read i'm super psyched for the rest of this it's this this is the avengers jason aaron writer sarah Picelli. And Justin Ponzer plus Captain America. Oh, by oh, Daniel Francis, you. Interesting. Midgard, ten thousand BC, the first Black Panther. Are the are these the the original Avengers? The, these look like the original Avengers. Because that looks like <laughs> Thor, Black Panther, Iron Man. <laughs> this is incredible. Uh, old school, old, old, old school Avengers. Oh, look, and it's Loki. Surprising. <laughs> Let's see. He says, call him. It is time. We captain the Americas. Hey, Tony, it's Steve. And the mighty Thor. I think it's time we talked. Right about that. <laughs> and yeah, just the three of us. It's never just the three of you. Why does he have jeans on? Why is Captain America's costume weird? Earth's Mighty's Heroes, Thor, Orson, Steve Rogers, Tony Stark, the big three, the Avengers reunited at last. This is the first time they've come back together, hasn't it? I mean, like, going back a ways, going back to the heroic age. Something like that, yeah. I think, yeah, because there was Captain Marvel was one of the... Yeah, it's been a very... It's roller coaster -y. It's been a very roller coaster -y. And this Captain America... Laneo Francis Hugh on Captain America. Very interesting choice, although it makes sense. He's got a very gritty style. Uh, I dig. I really have enjoyed how his style has evolved over the years. It's become, I want to say, a little more polished in the last 10 to 15 years. Bunch of uh, bunch of nukes. Weapons weapon plus program is like the greatest plot device inside the Marvel universe. What do we got here? The Amazing Spider-Man. Plus, learn about everything about Infinity. I like to try to guess artists, but it's it's been so long since I've read Ryan Otley. Nope, don't know that one. Well, I feel like I've heard the name. Um, not. Look at this, Marvel HQ, Rising, Secret, Secret Warriors Rising? What the hell is that? 
three, four episodes. Huh. Oh, is that's that that's that ah, that's that new ugly cartoon, Secret Warriors Rising. Yep. Yep. Where it's all the kids' stuff. Ah, I wish they would just make good cartoons again. Come on, man. You can do this. Come on, Spider-Man. <laughs> Peter Parker rooms with Boomerang. Thrilling. Thrilling. It's all in this Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, it's just like, ooh. See, I like this stuff. I like this kind of stuff where it's like, here's what's been going on in the last ten years of comics. Catch your ass up. Catch your ass up. DC Nation Zero. The summer of event. The summer of events starts now. Can, can I talk about the fact that I just really despise the drive to have these major events? Um, clearly, it looks like we have a Justice League event, we have a Superman event, and we have a Batman event. Uh, I think the Batman event has already started. I think that's the wedding. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little. I'm about two years behind on DC. Like, I know what's going on, generally speaking, but not not specifics. Joker. Looks like Joker is going to the wedding. Burn the tree. I kill people. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what I mean. This is, I'm just literally just blazing through. Uh, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. I think he was on Countdown. I think he did a bunch of Countdown stuff. Countdown or, or the 52 book. Uh, I am. That's that's pretty much. I don't want to say that's how far I am. I'm, I'm almost done with the new, the new 52. But yeah, this is one of the this is one of those writers. Uh, yeah, there's the Flash War. That's that's the next big one. There's the Justice League. He says, <laughs> which one? Because there are many Justice Leagues. Deathstroke, Justice League, Team Entropy, Lobo, Deathstroke, Lex Luthor, Beast Boy. Who came up with this shit? Who the f fuck came up with this shit? I I reject this truth. I reject this truth heavily. Justice League Team Misery. <laughs> Why is it Team Misery? Manhunter, Superman, Starfire, Starro? Starro. Starro. Starro is a Justice League member now. And Sinestro is a Justice League member. Outstanding. This is just... Team Wonder. Dr. Fate, Zatanna, Etrigan, Raven, Wonder Woman. See, that makes sense. Those are all mostly good guys. Like, yeah, Etrigan's kind of a... Hmm. Team Wisdom. Cyborg, Adam, Robin, Flash, <laughs> Harley Quinn. Oh, boy. There are many leagues of justice. Earth will be safe. Oh boy, those look like Celestials. I think it's uh, it's about two hundred years since there's been there's, there's just never been any plagiarism between DC and Marvel, right? So then you know it, it can't be they're not Celestials, you know, it's nothing like that. Shadow Man, Shadow Man's a book I never read back in the the old school days of uh, Valiant, the acclaimed Valiant era era. Uh, but I really. I don't know, everything that's been going on with the the new Valiant seems to be aces, so this looks pretty cool. No more. We got problems. 
Any Shadow Man's out. Between this year and Shadow Man, here's a bunch of sneaky preview stuff. There is uh, Exo Manowar. Exo Manowar, Manowar. Like, this is just hype. This right here, this image, this is the entire universe, I think. Or is this just one book? No, I don't, because I don't see Exo. I don't see Shadow Man. Huh. I think that's the Harbinger Wars. Very interesting. Because I think that's actually part of... No, I don't want to talk out my ass. I don't know anything about Valiant. I read the first volume. No, not even the first volume. I read the first four issues of Exo when it came out. And I did not at all... Like, I wasn't in. Like, I like a lot of the art. I like a lot of the concepts. I just wasn't in. Like, I don't know. The first three issues of Exo didn't really do it for me. But I've had people tell me that it got way, way better. So, I don't know. Vault. All eight. Oh, it's an all-ages title. Maxwell's Demons. Forgive him his genius. All-ages titles are very interesting to read. All of this art is very... I don't know, it doesn't feel very all-ages. Usually all-ages stuff is a little brighter. You know, this, like, uh, crow-raven demon thing looks very interesting. Lots of deeps, deep colors, reds. Eh, but there's a bunny. There. Or a uh, bear. I think the bear's gonna fight him. <laughs> I don't know. There's, I don't know what's going on. Vault apparently is an all ages series, though. De no, that doesn't look all ages. <laughs> Deep roots, that looks very interesting, though. Wasted space. Vagrant queen. Maxwell's demons. Huh. Very interesting. I like that uh, Free Comic Book Day gives a lot of companies the opportunity to kind of get their name out like never heard of you by the way unique spelled y-o-u-n-e-e-k clever i like it unique studios with malika creed and fury i dig it i dig i already dig the cover she's got badass daggers or sword rather not daggers the other one's got wrist daggers very cool very cool visually. Would love to see the the art on these. Not the art, rather. Would love to see the story on this. It seems very action packed. Wallet's back. Huh. Oh, more foot to the back page. Free comic book. Did you enjoy the free comic book day one shot? You can order parts one and two of the graphic novel. 300 plus pages. Wow. Wow. Um, XO parts one and two. Huh. Unique Studios. Y-O-U-N-E-E-K studios.com. Very interesting. I'm already sold. I'm already in. Going to be doing some research. Action Lab. Uh, Action Lab is the people that do... What's his face? I think. Ben 10? I think. But it says it's also Zag Heroes 
with a Z. This, this looks very all ages, very bright. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, very girl feet, girl centric, because people like to people like to shove things into boxes. Everybody down. This is a robbery, and this is a a legit street guide to comics collecting. I see. These just yeah, these are just comics about comics. That's great. That's great. I dig it. I dig it. I dig it. Berlin. I wanted to check this out because this actually looks really interesting. I don't know Drawn and Quarterly. I have heard of Drawn and Quarterly. Uh, but I really dig this again, very noir. I like the format smaller, so I don't know if this is how big the book would come out with the smaller kind of formatted pages. Uh, because it doesn't fill the whole space of the standard 6x10. But if it does come out in a different, you know, more boxy format book, uh, I'd be into that because uh, I like different uh, format books. Berlin, a work of historical fiction by Jason Lutz. Lutes. Thir 20 years in the making, the sweeping masterpiece charts Berlin through the rise of Nazism. Ooh. Ooh. The Meta Baron. Humanoids. This was cool to see because I didn't know humanoids was still a thing. Back in like two, 2006, DC and humanoids did some stuff. Like 2005, 2006-ish. Um, like DC like helped or whatever. DC partnered with humanoids to like bring a bunch of books to the American market. But I don't know what really came of that. There was like a few things that came out, but then, I don't know, things kind of disappeared. Uh, but this looks like there's just a bunch of stuff going on. There's, I like this uh, universe guide. This is very interesting. This feels like stuff that I would enjoy. Very like high sci-fi, heavy sci-fi. I don't know what to call it, but I'm into it. This one, this is I don't know what it's called. It's called Barrier. It's by Brian K. Vaughn, Marcos Martin, and Munsa Vicente. Vicente. Here's the thing. This entire thing is horizontal, and I've. This is a very bold choice. Horizontal books are not really readable in hand, so this has to be one of those like you got to put it down, you got to experience it the way it's provided. There's also a lot of really cool scenic shots, like just you can get a nice wide, um, like widescreen shot of something. I'm just super psyched. I don't know what this is about, but I know uh, Vaughn is a really good crime writer. Uh, Brian K. Vaughn's storylines are really solid. I read, I want to say, the first volume of Criminal, which if if I'm wrong and that's not by BKV, I don't, I don't even know if I can continue this. Brian K. Vaughn, Criminal. Let's see. I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm like, confident. Confident bibliography. Marvel Comics. Come on, come on, come on. Don't do it to me. It has to be him. Uh, well, it was under comics, right? Or it was under Marvel. He did Runaways. I know he did Runaways. Quick and Dagger, Doctor Strange. You were joking. It had to have been him. Who did Criminal? Damn it. 
criminal marvel was it icon criminal comics sean phillips brubaker damn it damn it i am a piece of shit i am just the worst host <laughs> but anyway bkv let's see let's see the stuff that i've read from him uh, I mean, like, this is, like, old-school 90s stuff, but X-Men Unlimited, Icon Cyclops, Icon's Chamber, whatever, whatever. Uh, Ultimate X-Men, he did Volume 5 uh, and Volume 6. Logan 1 through 3. Kazar, Annual 97. Really good story, by the way. Let's not, let's not take that away. What if 112? Good story. What if the uh, New York turns to Savage Land? The New Savage Land. Uh, Captain America, Sentinel of Liberty. Uh, I think it was good two stories. The Hood is okay. Runaways is a great series. If you've seen the Runaways TV show, it was an excellent, uh, excellent, excellent thing. Uh, clicking, clicking, clicking. One viewer, and it says anonymous. Welcome, anonymous viewer, to the broadcast. My name is Dalibor. This is the Tangents Podcast. Today, uh, we're talking comics. We do this once, once a week, Wednesdays. Uh, and I'm just going through my free comic book day haul and just going from that. We're also going to be talking about the new costumes that Marvel released uh, in just a little bit. Just got a few more books to go through here. And I've just realized that I don't know who Brian K. Vaughn is off the top of my head. <laughs> uh, but uh, one of the... Now, I, I can't say this from personal experience. I have not read The Oath, but Doctor Strange, The Oath was written by Brian K. Vaughn, and it's, to it's been told to me by a Doctor Strange fanatic, like a true fanatic, that Doctor Strange the Oath is one of the greatest Doctor Strange stories. Uh, so I got to I gotta take them on their word for that. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, False Faces, Teen Titans, a couple issues of Justice League, or Young Justice. Man, I really thought he did part of Sins of Youth. I really thought he did... Okay, okay, he did the... Swamp Thing series in 2000. All right. Why the Why the Last Man? Of course. Of course. Uh, Pride of Baghdad. Really, really, really good graphic novel. Uh, I would, in fact, recommend reading that if you have not read that book. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and, of course, Saga. If, uh, if you don't know, call somebody. That's that's for sure. There's no question about that. He also wrote on Lost. Well, that's cool. Shoot. He wrote on Lost. He wrote on Daredevil. And he wrote... I mean, I would hope he would run on Runaways. He created Runaways. Transformers Unicron. So hopefully I've redeemed myself. Uh, and I can continue this with your continued attention. It is late in the evening as well, so those wa those listening and watching in the future, you are being treated to my deepest and best voice for podcasting. You're welcome. <laughs> I am... Uh, man, what is this Rom? Is that Rom? Like Rom the Space Knight? Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure that's Rom the Space Knights. I think they're trying to bring that back. Yeah, Rom... Holy crap. Holy crap. I will not let another civilization die because of, because of Cybertron's actions. I appreciate the aid, Optimus Prime, but surely you did not 
believed the Soul Star Order would be without its own defenses, Rom was one of the first was the first of the greatest warriors the cosmos has ever known. Well, the greatest organic warriors, anyway. Knights drawn together from countless worlds and encased in impenetrable armor. Huh. Yeah, I think they're, I think they're making a hard push. Uh, I think there's actually supposed to be a new ROM cartoon series, which I think is the first of its kind, because I do not believe that there has been a ROM uh, cartoon of all, any kind prior to this. Here's some... some Here's what's been going on. Here's some cover process art. Here is a shit ton of Unicron in your face. Writer's Guide to Unicron <laughs> Zero. Yeah, here's a bunch of stuff. It's, it's the very much the here's a bunch of stuff that happened. Also, did that just say Transformers The Wreckers? Mm, that's, a re that's an old reference. Requiem of the Wreckers. Interesting. Free Comic Book Day World's Greatest Cartoonist, featuring all new work by Ellen Fournay, Charles Glaubitz, Steffi Goldstein, Simon Hanselman, Dash Shaw, and Simon Carroll Tyler Georgia Weber. I have not heard of any of those people. I'd be very, very honest with you. Um, oh, okay. There. Are these people that do strips? Possibly. I'd be interested to check this out. I like very indie stuff, so. Whoa, that is super trippy. Who is this? This person. Charles Globitz. Globitz. <laughs> it opens with uh, this little, little dude flipping off the reader twice. I dig it. Help the CBLDF defend comics. Reading without walls. This is. I think I've read one of one or two of these before. Uh, they're just kind of. I think usually they're meant to like show you what it would be if you didn't or if you couldn't just kind of write with freedom. Two thousand AD, Regend. Is this Regend? Judge Dread. Oh, was this when this is this is Dread's um this is Dread's like rookie season? Yeah, because he doesn't even have a full badge. He doesn't have his normal helmet. <laughs> Interesting. I don't know what any of these characters are. I mean, I know, like, Judge Dredd, but that's really it. I don't know much about the 2080 universe or characters. It looks interesting. I'm excited to check it out. They actually have two of these. I don't know what the difference is. Uh, this is likely, like, newer stuff. I think that's last year's. Judge Dredd. I am the law. Very interesting. 2000, 2000 AD stuff is very, very, what's the word I'm looking for? It's very gritty. Gritty is the word I'm looking for. Wow. That is a, that is a 
beautiful Wonder Woman. Who's drawing this? Sharp. It's incredible. Like, really, really gorgeously drawn. Liam Sharp. Trevor. I don't know why he's involved since they broke up a long time ago, but I don't know how that works now with re rebirth and all that crap. I just don't know. It's just very, very incredibly difficult. So we're gonna what we're gonna do here, I'm gonna shrink this. I'm gonna lock no, I'm not gonna lock it. I'm gonna move it. <laughs> we're gonna leave the we'll leave the stack the stack there. I had those two. Those are just sketchbooks that I got from uh, C2E2. Uh, I don't know why it's so out of focus. We're going to make it smaller just to make it in focus. There we go. And then we are going to add this. Transform. Very I don't understand anything what's happening right now. But let's, regardless, let's make this a little bigger. Again, you don't need to read, you just need to see. We're going to be looking at uh, new Marvel costumes. Let's see if that gives us the right result. There it is. New co newly revealed costumes for DC and Marvel heroes. I am excited. Uh, first and foremost, I want to talk about the new Storm costume. Incredible. Just incredible. I am very much hyped. Um, I will say I don't love the idea that her crown... I know it has another term, tiara. That her tiara keeps getting changed because um, people want to use a tiara, but they want to use it kind of the way they want to use it in their design. So that is what it is. Uh, Mahmoud Aswar, I think I have been following him on DeviantArt for some time. So, hold on. I, I dig this costume. I truly, truly, genuinely dig this costume. No, no. There we go. That's, there we go. There we go. I truly dig this costume. I like that it has elements of like the the big thigh high leg boots. I just everything about this costume makes sense to me. It's very much business. It has a little bit of the opening, a little bit of cleavage. Uh, that's just who Storm is. It makes sense. Uh, really, there's not been a single costume of Storms that has not made sense to the character um, ever. Really, at all. <laughs> Every single character, every single costume she's ever had has always made sense. I dig this. I'm super, super excited for it. It looks even better, fully rendered. Uh, this cover is by Jenny Frizone, whose art I really enjoy, regardless. Uh, yeah, I'm hyped. I'm hyped. Although I prefer Storm with without like a ponytail, so I would love to see... Huh, I just realized that her cape is like weirdly not the same length, although Jenny Frizone seems to disagree. <laughs> That's outstanding. Uh, I love watching 
like the design process, and then the next artist that handles it, it's like, nah, Storm gets a full cape because fuck you. But it looks good. It looks good, really uh, fully rendered. Although she also seems to disagree with the the wrist markings. She doesn't look like she has those uh, gold pieces on her wrists. Yeah, this is what happens with new costumes. Somebody just inevitably doesn't want to do the thing. There was a costume in the 90s that had Storm in like a two-piece, and it, I really enjoyed the costume. Um, I think it was a really cool design, but like that got abandoned real quick. Real, real quick. This is the comparison. This is the previous costume she had. Still, again, didn't not make sense. And, uh, again, similar color scheme. That is her original tiara. So, like I said, it, it seems like people just want to change the tiara as as desired. Um, I do need to really catch up on X-Men. Because why is Sabretooth on a team? I just have... I have questions. I have questions. Apparently, when Magneto takes a trip 20 years into the future, he'll find the X-Men blue team with new costume and Beast with a new mutation. And by new mutation, we apparently mean that he's going to be a Minotaur, because that's how that makes sense. Or he's some sort of cat with horns. Still doesn't make sense, really. Uh, also, if he's gone 20 years into the future and the X-Men blue team is still there, hasn't their history the timeline they come from been just destroyed isn't that been the whole thing but again I'm not caught up so I don't know it also seems like he uh, mops the fucking floor with them uh, looks like Polaris is on their team as well his daughter this is their current slash original X-Men blue team costume which is okay I don't hate it the Cyclops costume is okay because it's very similar to the movie one, the new movie one, I think. It's kind of just more like a comic booky version of that. Uh, I dig the Angel costume in every single way I possibly could, especially with his en energy wings. I don't know how that happens, but I know that that is like a thing. It's not like unprecedented prior to this iteration. Uh, Champions... 23, you'll see Hulk, Amadeus Cho, and Ironheart, Riri Williams getting new costumes. Uh, Hulk's thing is cool. <laughs> Although he looks way smaller. He looks really small for a Hulk. Uh, but Ironheart looks astonishing. Uh, my wife said she looks not human. I disagree. But I also really like exaggerated features. So like the, the exaggerated musculature, to me, makes sense. Uh, I do think it's weird that the heart icon, I just realized, is like split. It's like a two-piece kind of thing. I, I don't understand it, but I don't know if they're going to explain that either. Um, yeah, I'm very interested to see like the story of this, because it looks like it's got specific design choices which could be due to specific features uh, which changes her silhouette adds gray and black to the classic red and gold Iron Man color scheme Stefano Caselli is the artist it's very good it's very good I'm excited to see where this goes like I said I'm very far behind I never understood why Ironheart had the look of Iron Man like she didn't look like a girl I get that she was, like, supposed to be the, the substitute Iron Man because he died. 
but it still didn't make sense to me why she would look like a dude. I get that she is a younger lady and doesn't have like a ton of curvature, but the armor makes it look like a dude. Like, really defined, heavy biceps, like, heavy chest definition. Like, it just made it look like a dude. I never understood that. And I think this is the, yeah, this is the previous look for Amadeus Cho's Hulk, which is just shorts. <laughs> the next thing is, on the DC side of things, uh, Catwoman, Selena Kyle, is getting a new costume. Um... Joel Jones is the artist. It it just looks like the classic Catwoman outfit with just like her pits showing, which I don't understand. I do see the cool like the the way it's done in this shot where it's pitch black, like it's not reflective, which I get. But then even more so, I don't understand why there's the additional exposed skin. Like especially down here, these are like like vulnerable spots under your arm no no it's a weird stylistic decision and then we get to we get to the piece that has made this entire thing an episode the reason this is an episode this way honestly I would have just skipped this week too and would have gone on to do three trades next week they're already ready they're in a bag I'm going to be reading them this costume the new supergirl costume apparently supergirl is getting a costume when she goes on a cosmic quest in supergirl 21 this is ridiculous there are so many things about this costume that don't make any sense and i'd like to start with the fact that she has a hoodie now for those who know me, for those who know my history, I love hoodies. I love comic book characters with hoodies. I am a big fan of Static. I love the Scarlet Spider. I like hoodies. I like the concept of the hoodie. Uh, I even like the show The Hood. I really enjoy that kind of shit. Why does Supergirl need a hoodie? Now, if you tell me, oh, She's going to be going into like covert situations, or she's got to like look a certain way, or she's got to hide her face so people know what she looks like. Cool, I get that. But I would expect a cloak or the cape to be all black with a hood. That makes sense. This is legit a crop top hoodie. And that's not even the end of it listen i appreciate the all white logo on the black background on the hoodie i get it it works for me it works for me what i don't understand is then why do we also have this sash the sash that seems to blend into the, the cape but then covers some of the logo only and it's, are you going to tell me that like people are going to be like, wait, that looks Kryptonian, but wait, it doesn't end, so that must not be Kryptonian. Like, clearly it's Kryptonian symbol. Plus it's on the, on, the, on the cape on the back, which 
which appears to be pretty much the standard cape besides the black hood, which again doesn't make sense. And then I'd also like to point out that in the left side here, in the uh, face, the front shot, it looks like the cape comes around like the Superman cape does, the Supergirl cape does. But then the side shot, she's showing the shoulder, which I understand is for design purposes, but if the cape never lifts back over the shoulder, over the, tra the trapezius muscle, you'd never see that, so why is it even necessary? But maybe that's just for design reference, in case the cape goes that way or something. The sash on the front, uh, listen, I get, again, she's going on a space costume. She's going on a space, uh, what, is, what do they say? Space, a cosmic quest. She's going on a cosmic quest. I understand that if she's going somewhere where like a specific culture needs her to look a certain way, I get it. There just better really be an in-story reason why she has this ridiculous outfit. Because on top of this sash cape, really all I can call it, the sash cape. She's got these unnecessary lines on the suit. Somebody made a point. Somebody shared a meme on one of the comic book groups that I'm in. And people apparently make reference to the, the good, good old days where artists could just crank out pages in weeks, in, 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 in a week, you know, two, three books a month, etc., etc. And somebody showed a picture. You complain about how fast pages get turned around, but then it's like a shot of Captain America's leg from 1973, and it's just this boot with, like, some fabric fold. Done. Captain America's boot in 2000 plus, you know, 2005 plus, and it's this, like, really intricate lace work, additional detail it's unnecessary her suit is a kryptonian battle armor although it's weird to call it battle armor it's clearly a full piece bodysuit regardless kryptonian battle suit which just kind of molecularizes on it kind of extremises all over on there it's just one of those things that doesn't need extra detail that could be interpreted as seams or strength. I mean, like, her regular costume didn't have that. Which I can also, I would like to say that after, which apparently she gets this axe from a fight with the Green Lanterns. I mean, this is very interesting. Yeah, I want to know about this axe. This axe seems to be a part of this cosmic quest. But on top of that, I love the fact that they nixed the, the like, skirtless design. At least went back to the skirt to tie it with the show. But I never thought the show's design was really that good either. Smallville Supergirl costume was the absolute best. Season 11, season 12, whatever you want to call it, in the comics. Not the TV show one. Not the generic looking one this one the absolute best 
design for a Supergirl outfit ever. Here, here is the actual design. It's she's got this like neo long coat. Without it, she still looks like a badass Supergirl, Superwoman. The bottom of the long coat is red, and it works together. It gives her a cape-like. It just works so well. And I was so mad when they went with with the, the regular skirt design on the new show. I was like, it's impractical. At the absolute very least... It's incredibly impractical. I love this design. And honestly, this this design is the only reason I'm ever going to read the Smallville season 11, season 12, or whatever it was called. Because I just really want a great Supergirl costume. I think that's it. I think it's the last one. But, like, this Supergirl costume is interesting. And again, if they have... They have an in-story reason why she has this black hoodie and this sash cape. I'm love. I'm I'm excited to read it one day, and by one day I mean like in ten years. But I, I'm definitely excited to hear about it from one of these comic book guys who I watch on YouTube, who Cape Joel probably, who read kind of the whole story and give me the whole breakdown, because I'm caught up. Like, I understand concepts in the Marvel Universe currently because of him, because of people like him, because they they break down what's going on in the, the now. So, as you can see, those watching in the future, there are, that right down there, don't that, like that way, like down, down that way, there are no comments. Because we've had but one viewer who said nothing, did not want to share. And that's all right. There is no requirement for participation. We just like to have conversations about this stuff. Plus, probably going to have somebody else on next week. This is probably not the most entertaining stuff to begin with. Just me, just kind of chatting away. Probably not the most entertaining stuff, right? I mean, listen, you let me know in the comments down below if you are watching the video. Uh, hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, make sure you check out the main channel on YouTube, youtube.com slash T3G Media. Uh, we're going to be doing some more stuff, some more fiction stuff. I'm coming up with, um, <laughs> by the way, Hottis doesn't even know about this yet. Uh, I've come up with a new uh, a retelling of a tale, a different approach to a concept. I think it's going to be interesting. I'm plotting it out this week. That's why I took this week off. I wanted to plot out. A fiction thing uh, we were also supposed to shoot for our first show that didn't happen regardless this is the tangents podcast <laughs> we go on tangents uh, although there was no one to talk to and uh, I think I stayed pretty much on topic for the majority of this hour and uh, I think that's an accomplishment in and of itself so uh, without further ado thank you very much for listening make sure you guys subscribe follow us on caffeine.tv slash t3g media youtube.com slash slash t3g media the t3g podcast on stitcher itunes slash apple podcast and i guess youtube music now i really don't know what it's going to be on google play music as a thing is gone it's done it's donezo it's over 
it's not a thing anymore. So I don't know where it's going to be, but we're going to be there when it is. Thank you for watching, for listening, and we'll be around. We'll see you and hear you and talk to you and be in your universe in the next one. Thank you.